Hey everyone, Andrew here. Real quick note, we had some audio issues with this episode, was not able to use the actual audio recording that I took locally, but through the miracle and magic of technology, I was able to pull the audio from our Twitch broadcast. So hooray for backups on backups on backups. But if you're listening and you notice some audio issues that seem a little out of the norm, that is why. Uh, we're really excited about everything we have coming up at Roll for Persuasion. Make sure you listen to this whole episode and then check out next week's episode, which is going to feature the fantastic Anthony Rapp from Rent and Star Trek Discovery and D&D. He's fallen in love with D&D over the pandemic and we talk about it. It's a great episode, so make sure you tune in. But until then, enjoy this episode with Babs the Bat. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Roll for Persuasion. I'm your host, Andrew. So glad to have you guys here. Uh, You know that each and every week, I try and bring you awesome conversations with creators, creatives, and the tabletop gaming entertainment community. And I've got one of those awesome creators with me here today. Appreciate you guys sticking around as we dealt with the inevitable Twitch issues. Um, There are always Twitch issues. What would we do if we ever tried to get on Twitch and didn't have a problem? We'd probably freak out and make the problem ourselves, just so it felt normal. But I appreciate y'all sticking around. Very excited for this conversation today. And in fact, I'm so excited. We're not going to mess around with any business, any advertisements. We're going to jump straight to our guest. And I am so excited to have her here today. Um, she she does some, I'm going to let her tell you everything that she does because it is a lot. So I'm excited to have Ashley, aka Babs the Bat, with me here today. What's going on? Oh my gosh, I love that you want me to introduce myself. That's the thing I'm the worst at. Well, especially because right before we went live, I was like, hey, remind me everything you do so that I can introduce you. And then we get live yeah. and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Not that, but I'll give it a try. So you yeah. um, you do acting, you do cosplay, you're a creative director, you uh, do stuff with your your new um, setup, Chaotic Tiefling. You yeah. are also, uh, I don't remember the name, it starts with an R. Rock punch. Rock punch. Rock punch. Yes. Yeah. Doing the stuff for D4, right? So yes. you uh you have plenty of free time, is what you're saying. So much free time. All, all the free time. All of it. Um and you dress up my, like like bat like Batgirl, apparently. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I do in my free time is I dress up like a superhero. Nothing um, wrong with that. Yeah. So um yeah, I am your friendly neighborhood Babs the Bat. Um, you can find me all around everywhere. Um, as Andrew mentioned, I am the creative director, content manager, social media guru person. I wear a lot of hats for uh, a Rock Punch ATL, um, which is a small production company here in Atlanta. Um, we produce the D&D live show D4. We also produce... Uh, the uh the show Tompo and Adventure in the Islands, which was uh based in the islands of Sina Una. We had a bunch of the creative team on that. Uh we just finished the first season back a couple weeks ago. Season two is gonna be coming this spring. Okay. I'm super excited. Um and then yeah, I do and then I before I got hired with Rock Punch, because I needed something to do during quarantine, sure. I decided to start my own production company. Like you do. As you do, yeah. 
And at the time, that just meant doing stuff on Twitch because the world was shut down. Right. So, um, but like now I have a plaque. It <laughs> says the CEO. So now I'm all plaque. official. I don't have I don't have a plaque. I've been doing the show for like a year now and I don't have a plaque. So I'm this way was, behind the eight ball. This was my birthday present from one of my uh fellow creative people in the chaotic tiefling community uh finn uh he's kind of my my right hand guy uh he's one of the hosts of the shakespeare live reading show that we do okay um which is a lot of fun and it's really popular uh which makes me really happy that so many people like shakespeare (laughs) um but that chaotic tiefling uh it's based around my original my very first D character who was a chaotic tiefling and the best kind of tiefling. Exactly. She was a pyro. She was supposed to be chaotic. Good. Other people have other opinions. Um, but probably, uh, probably wrong opinions. I mean, you know, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, she was definitely chaotic. Good. Yeah. Totally. She didn't accidentally set fire to things and kill NPCs accidentally and all of that. You know what? You can't make an omelet without breaking one, two, or four hundred eggs. That's what exactly. Uh, it's also uh, I I am a very recently diagnosed with ADHD. Mm, so it's a fun club to be a part of. Yes, and I'm so happy that I have the answers and that I'm I know what my brain is doing finally. Right. Um, but a lot of the trouble that my tiefling got into was because. I didn't know how to pay attention. So real life was seeping into the game. Yeah. Burning things. Yeah. 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 Um, But the, the, the channel and the thing, it's a wonderful creative space. It's been blessed by the gods of chaos and fate. And so we do some really weird things over there and it just, it's a wonderful community that has, just stemmed out of quarantine. Yeah. And I love it so much. That's I don't know a, what I would do without them at this point. Well, that's awesome. Like, I, I think it's so great that we had so many digital tools at our mm-hmm. disposal to, to create and to connect in the midst of quarantine, which by the yeah. way, should still be going on. Please stay at home. Um, yes. you know, keep doing your part, but yes. yeah, we, we have so many opportunities to connect with people, uh, in mm-hmm. different ways. And we're kind of like, you know, the excuses we used to make of like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, chat or hang out sometime. Well, we right. certainly can't hang out, but we all have Zoom. Um, exactly. Yeah. And we can still create. So that, exactly. that's really awesome that you got to do that in the yeah. midst of the world. Yeah. And so because I have such a background in the film industry and stuff and being an actor, you're always waiting for opportunities to come your way. Sure. And I just I got to the point where I was like, I'm tired of waiting for other people to give me opportunities. Yeah. I just want to create. Like, that's all I want to do. Um, whether that's acting, producing, whatever. And so that's why I started Chaotic Tiefling. And it's, like I said, it's a wonderful space where I can just collaborate with other creative people. And we can, we can just bring in like-minded people. And we can just do a project. And when everyone is that passionate about something, it's absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. So I feel like this conversation has been a long time coming because you and I have actually been in touch for over a year now. 
I know. I think like yeah, since like since the fall of 2019, 2019 I think. Yeah. Because yeah. I had I had just started this, or I was mm-hmm. about to start the show, or I think I had just recorded my first few episodes. I think so, because yeah, you you name dropped a couple people <laughs> Which, when you when you approached that, me about was, the show. That was the only way to do it. I don't know how I got some names, but I dropped them. And by the way, that is how you do an interview show. You get one exactly. guest with a bigger name than yours, then you name drop them to get the slightly bigger guest, and then it's just exactly. a trail of name drops until exactly because you're, you're like. Look at all of these people that have right. been on my they show. They think I'm worth talking to. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, so. but you were you were doing some work with Eldritch Foundry at the time. This show yes. is brought to you by Hero Forge. Um, so which we love Hero Forge too. Yeah, we love everybody. So. I love as many people and companies out there making cool stuff for you to play with. Awesome. Yes. Um, but yeah, yes. But we started talking kind of about like the show and and you were working for Eldritch Foundry and um, you know if there were some opportunities there and so that's kind of how I started following you and then in the back of my head I've always been like oh we need to talk and then. The world has happened. So here we are more than a year later making it happen. So that's pretty cool. We did it. (laughs) So so So. it's exciting to finally be here. Yes, it's so it's so exciting and so nice to finally get to talk to you um, and also be on your podcast. So because I've been a fan of the podcast since you approached me about it for Eldritch Foundry. So. And you've done really well. Well, thank you. So, Again, the, the name, the name dropping yeah. progression is the, yeah. the secret. Um, yeah. Speaking of podcasts. I feel, I feel like part of the Cool Kids Club now because you've had so many big names on here that I'm just like. Not only were you into it from the beginning, like you were the hipster for the podcast, um, you are now a guest on the podcast. So you've kind of got woo. the double gold medal going on. Um, Love but it. But speaking of podcasts, you actually, you started one back when we could see people. And yeah. I thought it was a really fun concept because it was uh, it was all about coffee, which I think is great. Yes. Big fans of coffee on the show, and by that I mean yep. me personally. Um, mm-hmm. what, what what were you doing with your with your show before you know lockdown hit? Um, well, in the three months of freedom that we had in 2020, um, I got to record a year ago. That was a year ago. I know. Where's the time gone? Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Um, I was able to put out the first season of the show, um, which is about 10 episodes. It's called Nerd Espresso, um, cause we're nerds expressing ourselves and it's coffee based. We're sponsored by the lovely people over at Found Familiar and Smuggler's Coffee and Geek Grind Coffee and, uh, Dryad Tea, um, for my non-coffee okay. drinkers. Um, cause not everybody drinks coffee and that's sure, okay. Sure, sure. Um, but, uh, it, it stemmed from me realizing how lucky I was to have such amazing creative friends that are basically getting to live their best lives and live their dream jobs. Um, one of, one of the, the inspiring people that kind of kicked it off was we're really good friends with Elisa Teague. Mm, and okay. you know she's a huge game designer she did some puzzle stuff for the latest tasha's book she designed the um betrayal house on the haunted hill uh widow's walk oh okay yeah uh expansion she she's the creator of the geek out trivia party game um so she's just this amazing force in the gaming community and I love her dearly. And so, and, but there's so many other people that we've gotten to meet along the way that I was just like, 
you're so cool and you're getting to live your dream. And I just want to talk to you about it and just nerd out. And so I got to talk to, um, I had huge plans for 2020. <laughs> as, um, as one does at the beginning yeah. of 2020. It was supposed it was supposed to be this whole thing of like I was recording podcast episodes. We were gonna go to D and D live, and I was mm-hmm. gonna see other friends in LA that I could do podcast episodes with. It was a whole plan, um, but luckily we had a lot of our friends come into town, um, like Mark Muir, uh, who is the voice of Commander Shepard on Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. He's also guested on D four a couple times. Um, he's a good friend of ours from Dragon Con. Um, and I got to do, I got to interview him. I got to interview, uh, Lauren Urban from D&D Beyond. Yeah, yeah Lauren's awesome. Um, cause she, she snuck into town, uh, to surprise the D4 crew. And, um, so I snuck in an interview with her before I had to take her over to the studio. Um, I've talked to some local artists. I've talked to Chris Williams, who plays Black Lightning, cause we're really good friends with him because my husband is his super suit costumer on Black Lightning. That's super cool. So, yeah. Um, so it's been this whole, it was this whole like wonderful, amazing wild ride. Um, and I'm really sad that I had to like put it on hiatus. Sure, but yeah. we, I handpick coffee per, for each guest, um, depending on what they like. And so doing that remotely and having to send them the coffee so that we right. can drink it together and talk about it because that's how we highlight our sponsors and stuff. And yeah. it was just, it wasn't as feasible as I wanted. So I just put it on hiatus until I can see people again. Until someday. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was a super fun concept and I enjoyed listening to it and the conversations Thanks. that you had. And so I'm very hopeful. That's one of the things that yes. whenever, um, the world, the world is mm-hmm. healed, uh, that we can bring back. And, um, yeah. you know, I think it'll be super fun whenever you're able to do it again, but it is cool that you are still able to, like we were saying, engage creatively with all these yeah. different other projects, you know, uh, yeah. staying busy. Yes. So, and I've, I've been able to also meet like, I guess, idols of mine that, I never would have gotten to meet if we weren't in quarantine because now we're like playing D&D together and we're doing Zoom hangouts and yeah. we're doing all this kind of stuff. And so it's kind of opened up some cool opportunities that hopefully, you know, I can be like, hey, like, will you come be on my podcast? Because I just think you're so cool, please. And, so. that, and, and I say this, I feel like at this point with everyone who comes on the show, but that um, I think is what's going to be so appealing whenever conventions come back. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of these relationships we've made digitally with people, there's so mm-hmm. many people that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm friends with them. I'm like, yeah. I've never met them outside of a screen. And right? so <laughs> we're going to have well, so many see, opportunities to actually get that face-to-face interaction yeah, eventually. And a lot of it, a lot of it was like, I had, I had met slash seen these people back at like D and D live in yeah. 2019. And they were just kind of like, oh my gosh, that's like, I'll just go ahead and, and name drop uh, Todd Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's Todd, Ken- that's Todd Kendrick. But, you know, it's just, he's in passing and he's busy and he's like all of that. And mm-hmm. now we've kind of gotten to know him because he's guested on D4. I'm mm-hmm. now really good friends with Megan. 
And so there's this now weird, like he wished me a happy birthday the other day in my Twitter DMs. And I was just like, I feel so cool. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I can't, I don't think I could technically call Todd a friend. He's just like a really fun acquaintance. It's on at that this like point. that that close internet acquaintance, mutual. He's aware of my presence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is uh, we have to totally redefine what friendships are in, in the age of Twitter, Twitch, and lockdown. I know. Yeah. And there's there's people like like Critical Bard that I'm now actually pretty good friends with because we do like Monday night D and D as a group with people. And it's like, I've never met CB in yeah. person and I'm looking forward to it. Someday, so yeah. yeah, someday, someday. Well, let, let's, uh, let's do the, the cartoon flashback cloud animation music thing. And let's go back to like, Oh, oh we there. Oh, there you are. See zoom. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> So my your internet connection is unstable. Get out of here. What? Zoom. My internet connection? No, no, not you. I'm just I'm making oh. fun of Zoom. Uh, they think they can judge me. Um, so, oh. So let's 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 take it back then, real quick. Doing the rewind. Yeah. What uh? What is some of like your first memories of like nerdy stuff that you got into? Like, was it comics? Was it games? Was it comic games? Like, like what what was it for you that kind of you know gave you that first itch of like nerdy interests? Yeah, um, it's really weird because, like, so I grew up really sheltered um, down in Texas, which my fellow, my fellow Texan Word. over here, uh, yep, yep, um, I miss Texas, um, but I can't do what I want to do with my life in Texas, it unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, like, my parents are super like Southern Baptist and stuff. I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. I wasn't like, I love my parents, but I rebelled every chance I could. Uh, <laughs> but weirdly, I have this like really vivid memory of my, my brother and I were always separated into he was Superman and I was Batman. I don't know how we got started. I don't like, he had all the Superman gear. I had all the Batman gear. And I remember back when, like, the new Batman Adventures cartoon was a thing. They had all of these Bat these different Batman action figures. He had different suits, and he had different tech stuff, and he mm. had all this stuff, and there were so many of them. And I vividly remember having all of these. I don't know how I got into Batman. I don't know where that starting point was. Yeah. It's just always been a thing. And so, like, I started reading comics and stuff, and... Uh, then I was really, I guess, late to the Star Wars game. Um, I didn't start watching Star Wars until I was a freshman in high school, which was oh, wow. when episode six came out, Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, oh, I want to go see that. And I was like, also aware of like Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones coming out. Cause there was, you know, McDonald's merchandise yeah, and there was yeah. all of that stuff. Um, but it wasn't until I was a freshman that I was like, I want to see that. And my parents were like, well, if you're going to watch that one, you have to watch all the other ones first. And so it, that's kind of how I got into Star Wars and stuff. And I love Star Wars. I'm yeah. obsessed. If I could be in a Star Wars movie and live Star Wars, that is the dream. Yeah. That is the dream. My, um, my wife humored me before the sequels came out and drove with me. They had a cat, like an open casting call in Austin. Yeah. And I, was like, I was at that. Were you? 
I was, I was. also at that. And then I got home and I got the flu. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't come from being stuffed in that hotel full of people. Probably, yeah. But it, it was very much that, yeah, like, totally. this will not happen. There is no yeah. way this happens. And I think, no. like, the line you had to read was actually a line from, like, a, a Hunger Games or something. I don't remember. Something like yeah. that. I don't, but yeah. I was like, if I don't at least go and go. do this, I will hate myself forever. I took so. it so seriously. And I look back and I just, like, laugh at myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just, I love, I, I, when, when you love something, you go for it, right? Exactly. I, but no, that is the dream. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean they're Disney ain't going anywhere and they're going to no. be making 47,000 Star, Star Wars movies. So there's more. So were you in, were you in the, cause I was also in the conservative sheltered, uh, Southern Texas family. Yeah. Were, were yep. you in that? Did you have that weird dichotomy where like Harry Potter and magic were bad? I'm yes. Familiar with that. But yes. Narnia and Lord of the Rings yes. were totally okay. Yes. Yeah. I watched all the Narnia, read yeah. all the books. Um, even like later as I got a little older, like I was watching stuff like Vampire Diaries and like stuff like that. But I wasn't allowed to watch like Power Rangers or Pokemon or anything like that. It was this really weird thing. And so I snuck watching and watching the movies of Harry Potter and reading the books in high school. Because I knew my mom would just like flip her lid. Right. And um, then years later, after I graduated, it somehow slipped that uh, that I had watched these and stuff. And she got so mad at me. And I was like, Mom, I don't understand why you're so mad. Like... You've literally sat here with me and watched like vampire movies and all this other stuff. I don't right. understand why you're so mad about Harry Potter. I don't get it. It's <laughs> it, it's weird. It, you know, without segueing to talk about our childhoods too much, like it was yeah. like the first Harry Potter book came out when I was 11, which was super cool uh -huh. because like it was like, cool, I'm right in the age with him. Yeah. And uh, a friend. Everything uh, giving me errors today. Oh, no. Give us one second, friends, because the apparently my uh, my deck stopped recording. Oh, no. Well, we're going to rip audio from Twitch now. Sorry, podcast listeners. We're going to keep going. Um, where, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, you can you can check out the books from the library. And then somewhere around like the fourth book, The Goblet of Fire, like the homeschool mm -hmm. moms group decided that this was like Wiccan and a cult and all this stuff. And suddenly yeah. it became bad. I'm like, it wasn't bad last year. <laughs> like, right. Why, why? Why are this and Pokemon suddenly evil? I know. I don't. The Pokemon thing still baffles me. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't get it. I'm I'm convinced there were like conservative mom email chain threads like that just went yeah. around saying like this is what this is avoid and you know. I guess, but whatever. my mom weirdly was not aware of the Satanic Panic. Yeah. Of D and D. And so, like when we started talking about D and D a couple years ago, and like, hey, like Dustin is is doing this live stream and blah 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 and we play D, &D and Dungeons and Dragons. She was like, yeah. what's that? Like I don't know what that is. And I was like, don't you remember the satanic panic of the 80s? And she was like, no. I was like, really? Maybe if you didn't have kids like then you just weren't I guess plugged in. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Weird. So well well so speaking of D, &D then when uh when did you when did you segue into playing D, &D and the whole role playing thing and all so, that stuff? So I uh, I was always kind of aware of it, that it was a thing. 
Um, but I didn't really ever get a chance to play or really anything like that until mm-hmm. Dustin and I started dating because he was, he played D and D. He had a Tuesday night D and D session at his best friend's house and they played in the basement and it was all the guys. And he was like, this is my guy's night. Just know that all of my Tuesdays from here on out are busy. And that's a from now until eternity. Exactly. That is like, there is no negotiation about that. And I was like, okay, you, you do you boo. Like, (laughs) right. Um, and, uh, so, and I, I watched him play a couple games, like whenever he would, post D D at our house and stuff i would always watch and it's just it seemed so intimidating because one i don't like learning new games sure fair and i'm not good at improv um and even though i'm an actor like improv is not my strong point and so i was the, just the two like, don't you know? always equate right like yeah yeah and so i was like ah you know, this is your thing. He would also LARP and stuff. And I was like, this is your realm. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Like you do you. Um, and then about two years into us dating, he got his kids dice for Christmas. And he was a, like, they're going to learn to play D and D. And if they're going to learn to play, you're going to learn to play. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and now here we are four years later. It's a whole and thing. And it's a whole thing now and it rules our lives. So <laughs> it, it's weird how that happens. Right. Because like, I know like I'd, I'd never, and I've told the story on the show before I'd never played before. I actually wasn't even aware of it as more than just kind of like a thing that existed in culture mm-hmm. really until like yeah. the two thousands. It, yeah. it just was there. And, uh, I started playing with my wife. We were, cause we were big board gamers and we started playing and we got really into it. And now I have a show that's like D and D centric. I work for a company yeah. that makes D and D products. Uh, my wife and I are working on a, a streaming show that's going to be coming out Amazing. at some point. Like, uh, you know, our, our schedule revolves around the game. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. our, our kid talks, loves to play with my D and D characters and roll dice. Yep. And like it has become like an integral part of yeah. even our language for communicating. It's like, it's always exactly. like, well, it, imagine you're dealing with difficult terrain or something like yeah, that. Right. Exactly. It's been so pervasive. Um, or, which is cool. Or like, you know, when Dustin loses his keys and stuff and he's like, babe, have you seen my keys? And I'm like, yeah, they're over there. Cause I just like, that's how my mind works. And yeah. it just clocks those things. And he's like, what would I do without you? And I'm like, well, you're lucky I have the observant feet because I, I just noticed these things. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, gosh, we're such nerds and yeah, I love but it's it. Okay. And, and I think yeah. that speaks to the power of storytelling. And for sure. Games that for sure. And, and certainly there are so many um, other games out there that are fantastic mm-hmm. and do great role playing. D&D just happens to have the market share. So here we are. But yep. um, it, it speaks to like how powerful telling stories is with mm-hmm. other people and yeah. building common language and like yeah. rapport and all that. And that, that kind of thing can't help but bleed over into your everyday life. Exactly. And see, as as an actor, um, and that's like my first love. Um, I love good storytelling in D and D. Um, I'm very lucky that Dustin was my first DM because he's phenomenal. Um, if you want to see him in action, he co DMs a show with uh, his best friend Devin. They are a hive mind. They are so interconnected; it's crazy. 
um, but they run a show called D4 over on the Rock Punch channel. And it's so good. It's uh, D&D meets kind of like horror Lovecraftian type stuff. And it's phenomenal. Um, but I got really spoiled because that was my first D&D experience right, is yeah. dusted. And so it's really, you know, I'll go play with other people and it's fun, but I'm just like, oh, this is a whole different DM style than what I'm sure. used to. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's still, it's still fun to get to play with other, with other people. Um, I got my best friend who's back in Texas. I got him into it. Um, cause he was, he was living here at the time. And I told mm -hmm. him, I was like, if I'm going to learn how to play D and D, so are you. So I roped him into that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I found out my brother plays now with a bunch of people we went to high school with. Um, and then I learned that my best friend from college, she also plays because of her fiance. So it's been this really weird, like we've all kind of discovered this thing together and now mm -hmm. it's all a part of our lives. And I'm like, how did this happen? This is wonderful. But what? So random. So, right? Yeah, it's so awesome. So what was it, uh, do you recall, was there like a moment or a tipping point from you going like, I don't like learning new things and this seems complicated to, oh, I want to play this game. Yeah, it was, I was learning how to play 5e. Um, and so learning with the kiddos, it was very broken down to an easy, yeah, an easy thing. Um, I started playing a sorcerer because I wanted to be a magic user. Um, and to me, sorcerer is the easiest My of those to play. My first character a tiefling sorcerer. Yep. Uh, she's gold skin with purple hair. Uh, dragon bloodline sorcerer i loved her so much my sweet chaotic tiefling yeah um and so uh that was and then i got into a campaign with dustin that he ran for a bunch of our friends uh he ran out of the abyss in rage of demons and that went on for about two years um and then we also were hosting uh a Star Wars D&D game at our house. Okay. But at the time they were playing Saga Edition, which mm -hmm. is pretty much 3.5. Yeah. Um and so I was watching all my friends get to play the Star Wars game and I'm like, "Oh, that seems really cool, but this is different from what I've already learned." So right. this also seems really intimidating. Plus, everyone is a huge Star Wars fan and they take it so seriously, which I love. Sure. And so but they get so immersed and so into their characters that it just from the outside looking in, it was like this. I, I could never catch up. This is all, this. this is a lot. Everything here yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I eventually was just like, oh, I really want to play star Wars D and D. <laughs> and so I finally, they kind of walked me through everything. And um, I, if anyone has listened to my podcast, they've heard me talk about the Starbolt, the Starbolt saga everyone's probably sick of hearing me play that talk about this um it is such a good it's set in the kotor era mm -hmm. um we've kind of broken it up into three episodes uh the first two episodes were dm'd by uh one of our friends and they follow the first the the two games um and kind of that timeline mm -hmm. and then we had a couple of new players come in and then one of our players wanted a dm so we switched over to uh, a 5e homebrew um, and 
then Logan took over and it's been the best game I've ever played. My character is the only character that's the the only original from episode one left. Yeah. Everyone else has either died or like left. And so Ava's the only original character left. Um, And I love her. She's a former Sith assassin. Um, And over this journey, she's become kind of just like this middle this middle ground of the force of just like, I want to just learn what I can. I don't want to be part of any organization. I just, I just want to learn about the force. And she's trained with Jedi and she's, she grew up on the Sith, uh, the, at the Sith Academy on Korriban. And she, uh, she's trained with the Night Sisters and like, she's, she's pulled from all these influences. Yeah. Um, and my DM at the time was very gracious to give her a fun backstory plot of she's the daughter of Darth Malak. And that's just kind of taken her in this whole new direction. Yeah. Because there's just so many expectations on her of just like you're Sith royalty. And she's like, I don't care. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But she's been so fun. And that is awesome. It's really pushed my acting skills. um, And I, don't want her to die. I don't want to stop playing her. Yeah. yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, um, I mean, I'm sure there, I, I know there are plenty, I just started playing that, uh, I assume we're playing the same 5e homebrew, like that one that is, there's so much, like somebody's done just like literally a full reskin of, of 5e in Star Wars. Um, it, so it started kind of as like a, like a homebrew thing, but now it's kind of grown into, yeah. there's a website. You go to the website and it's got like core rule books and a character yeah, builder but, and like, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like a little mini D and D beyond for star Wars. Yeah. It's not as polished, sure, but it's so handy, but yeah, it's uh SW5e.com. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a really good 5e system for star Wars. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to play fantasy flight or saga, yeah. And, um, and you jump in and you feel really powerful right away. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I know this universe. Like it feels yeah. so fun and to just jump into. Exactly. And so it's you can you can play so many different types of things. You play a Mandalorian, you can play a Togruta, you can play a Jedi Master, you can play a Sith Assassin. You can it's there's so much that you're able to do, and it's yeah. so fun. And I actually I've I kind of put this out on Twitter at some point. I think I want to stretch my DM legs a little bit and I want to DM a star Wars game. That would be pretty cool. Just because I want to tell a star Wars story. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's such a great place so, to tell stories. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, another friend of the show. Uh, they were Do in it. chat for a little bit, but um, you guys have heard me talk about them before. Talon and Claw. Yes, we are, love Talon and Claw. We do. They are super awesome. I've got, a, I basically always have cool Talon and Claw stuff sitting right next to me. Um, they make yeah. fantastic wooden accessories for your tabletop games. Um, Gorgeous dice balls, stuff. DM screens, beautiful DM screens, um, rolling trays. I don't know if they're out yet, but I hear they're coming soon. Uh, all sorts of cool, fun accessories. I hear dice towers are in the works. I don't know if I'm supposed to be sharing all this, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> they're fantastic. So go to talonandclaw.etsy.com. If you want to yeah. save 10%, you can use a code roll persuasion at checkout and that will support the show a bit and save you a little money. But um, they're super awesome. Anthony from Talon and Claw is a great guy. Uh, he actually has go to Talon and Claw's Twitter, which I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it's actually 
uh, go to their website. Um, Talon. I think it's just Talon Claw. I don't know. I think it's Talon Claw as well. Yeah, because Talon Claw came available and I messaged him. I was like, dude, you need to change your username. Uh, but he's doing a, yeah, a Star Wars Squadrons stream on the 22nd mm-hmm. with a my husband's awesome playing people. in it. Oh, he asked yeah. me to play, and I have uh, <gasps> B. Dave Walters will be joining the show. On Are you play- the Wait, 22nd. you're playing too? No, I was going to play, but oh. I, have, I have an interview with B. Dave that same oh. day. Well, I yeah. mean, if you have an interview with B. Dave, <sighs> my schedule <laughs> gotta, is so full. B- yeah, B. Dave's schedule is so yeah. full. Yeah. So you got to get B. Dave while well, you, you can get him. Um, so, because he's, so, I don't think he sleeps. I, I don't know how he could. I'm sure we'll talk about that because I always joke with the, my guests have so much going he's on, but he really, like, so he really much. has so much going on. So much. But, uh, but so. Town Claw is awesome. Uh, buy their yes. cool accessories. Watch their Star Wars stream on the 22nd, unless that means They're you're not watching nice. my Squadrons. You can, you can do, you can do this show as a podcast. So skip mine and yeah. watch theirs. And maybe next time I'll be on there. Uh, trying to fly a ship with them because I'm not yes. very good. But they're yeah. awesome. We appreciate their support for the show. Mm. We love Talon and Claw. So, so what, um, and, and we're up against it a little bit, but I want to make sure we still have some time to mm-hmm. chat. So you, you talked at the beginning about like just the coolness of like different opportunities and meeting different people. What, what has been or is there kind of a standout like, holy cow, I can't believe I got to blank or I can't believe I met so-and-so because of this creative stuff I do. Does, does something stand out in your mind? Um, off the top of my head, I did get to meet the cast of Critical Role because of Eldritch Foundry. Mm. Um, we did a lot of specialty minis for them yeah. for some of their live shows at Gen Con. Um, we made the Darrington Brigade for them. Um, and so at Gen Con, we got invited to the D&D Beyond campaign party. Oh, uh, yeah. That looked like and, fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, and I, there's, I always feel weird bringing this up, but it's become like a thing. Um, there's this running joke about, it, it's not as obvious now because my hair has got purple in it, but uh that Marisha and I look a lot alike and it started with uh like two years ago at PAX one of their friends uh was like you look so much like Marisha I'm gonna start calling you not Marisha and I was like okay that's weird whatever um and at the time it was still like she was still playing Keyleth and so Mm -hmm. you know Everyone was just like, oh my gosh, Keyleth and Marisha. And, blah. and I was just like, do I want to be compared to Marisha? And then the more like I learned about her, mm-hmm. um, I'm just like, Marisha's amazing. I wish I was as cool as Marisha. Um, and then uh, I got to meet her at the D&D campaign party and we took a picture together. Um, and it's, we do look alike. So much that her dad, who was also at the campaign party, walked up to me and he was like, do you know that you look a lot like my daughter? And I was like. Apparently. Okay, I guess this is a thing now. Confirmed by Marisha's dad. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and then, like, there was a point where Todd, I was, we, we were hanging out in a Zoom thing with Todd. And Todd was like, has anyone told you you look like Marisha? He goes, every time I look at you, I keep thinking that's who you are, and it's not. And I was like, 
yeah, I've heard that before. And he goes, I don't know what to call you. Do I call you Ashley? Do I call you Babs? Do I call you not Marisha? And I was like, this is a thing now. Apparently okay. <laughs> your life. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the cast of Critical Role, they're amazing. They're such sweet people. Um, but I, I've gotten to meet so many cool people yeah. just because of different things in my life. Um, that like, I know, like, I never thought that we would be really good friends with a main actor on a CW TV show. And like, but, and but we are. are yeah. like, um, that's just the way life goes sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I've gotten to meet like my fair share of people. Cause I've worked on my own TV shows and stuff like that. Um, and so it's, it's been a really, really cool ride so yeah. far. Um, and I, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds. Oh, awesome. But, yeah. That's super cool. Well, now is the time when I would normally promo the uh, mm -hmm. Patreon exclusive section of my show because mm -hmm. normally, dear watchers slash listeners, um, we would turn off the Twitch stream and we would keep recording a, a special segment of the show just for Patreon people. But, but the audio recording stopped working and the only recording that we're getting right now is through Twitch. So uh, super special for those of y'all still sticking around. We're going to do the Zone of Truth Patreon segment <gasps> live on Zone Twitch. Zone of Truth. Yeah, so normally, hey, go support, go support the Patreon, y'all. The, the Patreon is patreon.com slash roll for persuasion. Uh, the biggest thing is that you get access to those Zone of Truth segments I do with all my guests. I think we have like a cat back catalog, like 40 episodes at this point. Wow. And uh, we chat about anything. Like, like literally I, at, at spur of the moment, I say, hey, talk to me about this. And then we just talk and it's unfiltered, uncut, and, uh, and I just it. share it there. Um, I also do it. other cool things. Uh, my, my patrons this year got a little thank you gift of some <gasps> cookies and a D20 Ooh. and fun stuff. So maybe if I'm nice, I'm, I'll do that again next year. I'm in it for the cookies. Oh, oh they're, from, they're from a friend <laughs> of mine who like started a cookie company in the pandemic, like shipping cookies around and now they've like blown up. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I, sh I sent cookies to all my patrons. Um, Amazing. Yeah, check it out. And uh, you get a sneak peek today of what that looks like. Spoiler, it's very similar oh. to what we're already doing. You just normally don't get to hear it. So congratulations to you guys for getting to hear it. Um, before we do that, to give us a little split um, for the podcast, because I will cut this part out of the podcast, uh, let people know where they can find you online, where they yes. can like stay in touch and, and keep an eye on what you've got going on and uh, all the cool stuff you're doing. Yes, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at, at @realbabsthebat. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at @babsthebat. Um, I had the Instagram first, and then Twitter already they didn't have the same handle, so I had to. They're different. I apologize. Um, you can you can find me on my Twitch channel, Chaotic Tiefling ATL. Um, we do fun stuff like our Shakespeare live rating stuff. Um, I host nerdy trivia that's on hiatus right now. Um, we just started, we just premiered a D and D show last night called surprise D and D, uh, or D and D surprise party, which, uh, is D and D, but our cast didn't know who they were going to be playing with before last night. Nice. So they all found out who they were playing with live on camera. It was amazing. Um, and, we, we've got some other super fun stuff coming up. Um, you can also find me on Rock Punch ATL. Um, I do a mini painting show on Mondays um, from 4 to 6. I do a Wednesday stream from 1 to 3 called Babs Fails at Video Games. 
because I am not a gamer. I'm not good at it. <laughs> so uh, backseat gaming is allowed as long as you're not being an, an asshole. So a good, uh, a good rule of thumb to live by. Yeah, just don't be an asshole. Yeah, it's and, and you'll probably you'll get so much farther in life. <laughs> well, um, that that's cool. We'll drop links to all yeah. that in the um, yes. in the show notes for the podcast, so you can check and click there or follow me on Twitter and I can, uh, you know, tweet and retweet and all that fun stuff. Uh, by the way, at Roll Persuasion on Twitter, if you don't follow me. Um, but that has been the show, unless you are a Patreon supporter or watching live on Twitch right now, because you get the bonus. So I just want to say thank Woo. you to all of my Patreon supporters. I want to say thank you to people who tuned in and watched live and everybody who downloads. A very big thank you to the people who leave reviews, because, yes. oh my goodness, reviews of podcasts are uh, so it's the a thing. lifeblood. It is a thing. And I've said it, this was easier before the pandemic because I would tell people yeah. to go, you know, you don't have, you have an Android, go to the Apple store. You can mm -hmm. leave reviews on podcasts from the Apple yep. store devices, you know, life hack for you. But we definitely appreciate those reviews and comments. Uh, you can go to rollpersuasion.com and check out latest episodes, news, uh, hit our sponsor links. I sell merch on there if you are bored yes. and want merch. If you need a mask for some reason still, we all have some. But if you want a new one, I have cool masks on there. But Ooh. I very much appreciate your support. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash roll for persuasion. But until next time, guys, enjoy your games. Mm -hmm.